Krom. You are listening to Bourbon and Barbarians, an actual play recording presented by the Cromcast. So are you guys good? Are we ready to get started? Do we need to... Let's roll it back. Roll things back. Here's how we ended. Last time we were in the uh, caves and we fought, I think, a bugbear and we went into his chambers that's right. Uh, we found a chest full of silver. Inside the chest of silver was also a um, dragon figurine made out of some alabaster or some substance that I'm not completely clear about, but it's a white, maybe... Soapiness. Okay. Um, then we also found a- an axe, a really good one. We gave that to uh, Yotus. And we all decided that we wanted to stick around a little bit longer because we haven't really actually been at the caves for all that long, maybe half an hour. And uh, we or, or or closer to an hour, I guess, after the fight, we spent some time. Yeah, it was uh, it's it's still like mid morning, yeah. certainly by the time you've you've done your your pillaging post bug bug bearing uh, bug bear. <laughs> Bugger in, <laughs> buggery. <It's, laughs> once you get through with the buggery, uh, it's still mid morning. Okay, and uh, we all drank a potion um, to heal ourselves up a little bit, and we're gonna stick around and and poke around these caves. Yeah, I think I think that's the one big problem is you're out of healing spells, and we have no potions left. So yes. we have one. Whatever whatever happens happens. We have one. If there's an emergency, we have we do have one left. Uh, but yes, I'm tapped out in terms of spells. Yep. And so everybody is straight on their their current standing with hit points. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm full up. John. Yep. And Furka. Furka's full. Yep. yep. Okay. He hasn't taken any damage. Cool. Or if he did, it was negated by his potion. I have erasure marks. Erasure. And so, at this point, game on. We are in the room where you fought with the bugbears. It's kind of a room and a hallway. And if you recall, there was an extra room that sort of branched off to the north that led to the bugbear captain's private chamber. So that's what you've explored. Yep. And I think that's where we still are. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We have this chest. Uh, I propose we... Uh, move it to an entrance slash exit so we can grab it and run if we need to. Do we want to tie it up to the horses and have them ready to go just in case? Uh, maybe not a bad idea. I mean, I do worry like maybe it's easier to steal because then somebody just steals the horse, but there you go. Uh, yeah, let's, let's at least move it out there so we can, yeah, that's a good idea. I think we should go ahead and rig up whatever we're going to rig up to the the horses for this chest and then go spelunking. Okay. How long will that yeah. take? Uh, I mean, that wouldn't take, that wouldn't take, but what, like another half an hour to sort of lug this chest. It's, it is sizable. And if you recall, it has hundreds of silver pieces in it as well as the, uh, the, the figurine, the statue, the idol, whatever the hell this thing is. And so it's not light. It would take, uh, really, to easily move it, two of you, like one on each end, mm-hmm. sort of picking up on the 
the sort of iron handles and you can just sort of carry it like you would like a like a steamer trunk and and get it out so to do that and to get it lashed to whichever of the poor ponies <laughs> is going to be carrying that son of a bitch would take you you know a little bit of time because presumably you would have to stand guard and two of you would be lashing so that would take a little bit of time but even with that done it's still like second breakfasts uh Furka has some small sacks so we can at least get some of the silver out and split it up amongst multiple ponies okay yeah. so explain that like in greater detail just so we know where the riches are uh well we have i have five sacks mm-hmm. we have probably five horses mm-hmm. one for each of us plus a, a carrier okay uh or so a mule or a donkey or something so inside the chest is the figurine and just all around it are these coins mm-hmm. so it, are you like dumping things out are you jostling jostling things around like how are you getting lifting them out with two hands somebody else is holding okay. uh the sack uh-huh. uh when we fill it up we'll tie it uh-huh. and then uh we'll leave enough coin in the chest such that uh the figurine won't jostle all that much okay are you doing the the, the gold removal yeah i'm helping okay so you reach your hands in there and you're piling the gold into your various sacks and at one point one of your hands brushes up against the idol and you feel icy cold just run up your body and it just like strikes you to the core of your heart mm, I liked that yeah I tell my friends <laughs> uh, do you want to try it <laughs> uh so last time I rolled to see if I could get any information about this dragon. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not an Arctic dragon. It's not an ice dragon. It's some other dragon. It is dragon esque in so far as it is a, a humanoid fo- humanoid form with like with, with dra- with a dragon draconic aspect, but it's not recognizable. And the reason that I brought up the, the sort of ice dragon, white dragon, uh, comments in the last session is because it's like this this alabaster or soapstone. It's just okay. whitish. Uh, I'm not happy about this thing. I want to break it. I wonder if it's because you're a priest. Like, I wonder if one of us, if any of us non priests would uh, try it. Feel. I'll, I'll ready my mace. Uh, just for clarity's sake, John, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Mike, you've already handled it. Oh, you're the that, you're the one that removed it from the chest oh, previously, right, right, right. and and gold spilled out, and and you placed it back in. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. I touched it just fine. Well, it hurt me, and I don't like it, so I'm gonna smash it. <laughs> Take a swing at it. I do that. Okay. I roll a thirteen. Okay, I mean, so so you're able to just clobber the hell out of this thing. I'm glad with, I didn't miss yeah. the little statue. <laughs> no, you hit it. Uh, so go ahead and roll damage. Six. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to phase it. This is it's not a diamond. Like this is a white stone, but it's unrecognizable to you, and it does not it does not chip nor shatter. Hmm. Oh. Well, I can't touch this thing anymore because I don't like it, and I don't want to see it, and I think we should destroy it somehow. Well, I can I can pick it up and carry it for us. Maybe maybe another priest in town will have a better idea. I you know I think we should leave it in the chest and just leave enough coin around it to insulate it. Oh well, that's fine. Okay, so uh, so it's wedged back in there. Are you putting it on the pony then? Let's have Yodas touch it, mate. Because I want to. I want to. I'm curious if it's a priest thing or if it's a good bad thing. Or okay, Yodas, would you like to touch our dragon? I'll touch it. Touch it. Uh, you touch the statue, and you don't. You don't determine anything that happens. Okay. So it's a priest thing. Cool. Yeah, I don't like symbol to it. No. <laughs> I won't defile Perun's symbol that way. What uh what is Farka doing? Is he just watching? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Does Farka, do you know anything about this dragon? He looks at it and says, "No, I don't I don't recognize that. I mean, clearly it seems like something that uh a heathen 
uh, orc or goblin might might worship, but I, I'm it's unrecognizable to me. Okay, well, maybe somebody back in the keep will know. Let's load all this stuff up and then poke around the cave some more. Okay. <clears throat> Sounds like a plan to me. Okay. So you got it loaded up on the donkey with all of your, your various silvers and everything patched in there. You have some of the silvers spread across multiple bags, uh, but the bulk of the silvers are in the chest and on the back of the pony. Uh, and just as a refresher, basically with this cavern entrance you came in that main entrance and you struck to the west and there was the site of the the big bugbear boogaloo and just to the north of that was the site of the bugbear captain's uh uh, central abode Mm -hmm. there is also uh paths that like tunnel system that leads to the east so so you basically only explored the western reaches of this of this network of caverns. Okay. Well, let's go east. Yeah, let's go look at the rest of it. So you young men head east, and you only get about 30 feet, and just for clarity's sake, what is marching order and what is your source of light? Um, we've been doing pretty good with somebody holding the lantern yeah previously yodas has been at the front and you've had a lantern followed by alois furka and then gustav bringing up the rear mm-hmm. is that what we're doing that works okay and last time we lit torches i at least have mine still okay yep so so you're good you're well lit you have at least uh <laughs> which is the, the direction that i'm heading that's what at this i'm point. going for yep <laughs> the old fashioned is bringing on the burn for me so uh so you head east, uh, not very far, just about 40, 40, p- 40 paces or whatnot, and you get to a point where you can either branch to the north or you can branch to the south, which is to say you can either go deeper into the heart of the hill or the mountain that you came from or sort of down and under the, the sort of sinkhole. I mean, either to me is as good as the next. Okay. Listening, you do not, you don't, you don't hear anything uh, uh, that would that would alert you to extra bugbears just right down the path. So you're heading downgrade uh, southward, and basically you get to what looks to be uh, perhaps a guard room. Uh, it's a room that is. Uh, largely unadorned, and I'll give you a little bit of flavor text here. Basically, there are bed rolls, a bench, a long table, and a water pail, and various sacks of like rotten meat are are spread across what would presumably be like a station to stop and have lunch. But on mm-hmm. both ends of this common room, there are slave chambers it looks like or 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 cells right and so these are are barred and chained and padlocked and there's an iron door and Furka says this is where i was that's that's the exact chamber and so to the east you found uh Furka's slave pen that he was stowed in oh okay so we've come around full full circle here Mm -hmm. Are there any other slaves or or captives in any of these? No the the other the other room that's to the west is is empty. The room to the, so there's a room to the west and we can see into it and it's empty. That's right. Okay, and it's small, but it's not like, open, and that's a good point. Like both of these pins are locked up and shut, and you could so there's perhaps. one to the south and one to the west. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a secret passage in the one that Furka was in. That's true. Furka, is I any of this is any of this familiar? Uh, he says no. They they basically hooded me up and threw me into this room. I was out on the downs with my sheep. The next thing I knew, I was set upon, and then uh, sometime over the course of a night, they they rode with me here or carried me here, and then tossed me in the cell. And that's okay. where I was for some number, some indeterminate number of days. I couldn't necessarily tell the passage of time, but. Uh, the beard you see me with now is a testament to the length of time that I was in there. And he has just like, you know, 
he's not like a wizened I've been in a, a cage for years he's been like in a cage for a couple weeks with mm. with that kind of growth I I'm sorry friend Fuka for bringing you back here <laughs> <laughs> let's search this room for very quickly for anything that might be of value okay so might have keys for the rooms yeah so you do notice within the, the common sort of guard room that along the wall there's a, a classic sort of iron ring with a couple uh, uh, classic skeleton keys that would that would admit you to the two different slave pens, and they're super simple. I mean, these are the kinds of things that, with just a little bit of effort and time, uh, Alois could, could probably pick, so long as he had his thieves' tools on him, right? You just need the mechanism. You just need to be able to get into the mechanism to crack it open. Right. Uh, but these are not, like, classy locks. These are just standard old, deep, dark, shitty bugbear dungeon locks. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it just the two keys on the ring? That's right, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um... There is, there's nothing else in the room of note beyond a couple sacks of like rancid meat and snacks <laughs> that snacks. are sort of strode out on the table here. <laughs> it's an old blue apron order that they didn't use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, on the on on the one hand, we've killed the bugbears. On the other end, so we know there's got to be somebody around. Like the cave isn't empty, I suspect. Uh, so roll in intelligence. Three d six. Uh, let me see. 3D6. Some dudes ran from this direction and f- during the fray last time. Ten. And I have an intelligence of 14. Okay, so so you reason out that the bugbears that you fought could have well been down here at some point. But uh, you know that when you came into the room, cause keep, or keep in mind into the cavern, that there was a nice sign that invited you in and you were kind of, you were kind of looking for some... Uh, uh, for some for some action, I should say, uh, and and you were you were banging on a door and you were sort of talking back and forth with the various bugbears on the other side. Or I least, recall, yes, or at least talking towards them. Uh, and so no one came at you from this direction, but you do reason that hey, there wasn't anybody in the pins here, so maybe they weren't here. They were just in the other room. Okay. But you slayed what? Three bugbears plus their captain, maybe four plus their captain. I didn't. Let's see if I jotted that down. Plus one. That um, sounds right. I think it's three points plus one. Uh, let's see. It says we got four ears. Uh, oh. I presume. I presume that we would have taken one from each one. So. Yeah. So three plus one. Yeah. Cool. So and that's. I mean, certainly this room and the other room could hold more bugbears, but you would be hard pressed to fit more than just like a half dozen of those monsters. Yeah, you put more than like three in a room and they just fight. I mean, they're, they're stanky and they're big. They're like toddlers in the back seat on a long trip. <laughs> Uh, well, let's open up the other room just to make sure nobody is in there. Okay. Or to see what's in there. So the other, uh, what do you call the it? Cell. Cell. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The other cell. Yep. So you crack it open. This one seems very much similar to the one that Furka was in. Like you're comparing sizes. They're the same, uh, the same size, generally speaking. Uh, by just getting a feel this one goes maybe slightly lower in elevation and it seems a little bit seepy in the the bottom southwest corner of the cell uh just it's kind of like the lowest Mm. spot of this cave this portion of the cave system Mm. but that's really all you can say there's no there's no discernible entrances and there's not any any brickwork or anything like that and that was the case with where Furka came through like you were able to push a rock out of the way that had clearly been like shoved up against the the hole okay and there's cool. no other discernible exit from this room except the way we came that is right okay cool i'm done with this room how about you yotis hey. we can't hear you if you nod yes <laughs> sweet okay so right, well, let's go up go up slope okay so you head up slope that is uh and again Unless you guys tell me otherwise, we're taking the same marching order. And unless you tell me otherwise, I'm assuming that there's there's not any attempts at stealth. Yeah, so so you continue on at probably 50 or 60 paces and come around a more natural cave uh, uh, slope. And basically, the the 
the path carves and curves to the northeast. So this is more roughly hewn from the, the walls of the cave as opposed to any sort of like brick or stonework laid down. And you come into uh, another room. And this looks like an extra barracks space space there are piles and bedding and old garments here uh in the the back corner similar to what you saw in the captain's room there's at least uh sort of a cobbled area where it looks like smoke might be able to finally filter up through the that corner portion of the cavern's roof and it's sooty and it's blackened but there's not any fire burning there this looks like an extra sort of campsite basically for bugbears Cool. Um, poking around, there's nothing, nothing of value. Just to make uh, sure. So you're poking around, and in in the refuse of the bedding and whatnot, you get to a corner, and there's there's more of a pile of 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 uh, of blankets and and like soiled undergarments, and you toss things around, and you come across uh, an urn. It looks to be some sort of like a some sort of urn, and and it's fairly blackened by soot. Well, I'm gonna try to open it, see what's inside. Okay, well, so so it's it's more like uh, you don't necessarily need to open open it, but it's it's like a yeah, I guess I mean I guess it's 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 more like a vase, I should say. It's not oh. yeah, it's it's not it's not closed it's not up or anything, but it's 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 more like a like a vessel that's that's open at the top and as you as you kick it around, it it noticeably gleams once you sort of uh m- m- take a little marring to the to the the silver that's that's underneath. So you you smush and uh push some of the soot away and you see that this thing is indeed uh a brightly colored metal. Oh, 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 okay. Let's take it and clean it up later. Okay. So you uh, you take that urn. You're able to use like a, a dirty old hanky, something like this, and you sort of sort of wipe the inside out of it. And sure enough, it gleams in a in a brightly a brightly colored silver, not unlike the the coinage that you have in that chest that you collected not too long ago. Cool. That'll fetch a pretty penny. What's in there? Looks like a metal urn. I don't see anything in it. Hmm. 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 Uh, I touch it. Am I cold? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. It, it is cold to the touch because it's because it's metal and it's but been not in this cold unnaturally room. so. But it does not send a psychic shock up to your heart. No. Good. Okay. I don't want to break it with my mace then. <laughs> well, let's keep this nice. Uh, I, I look around the room to see if there are any other obvious exits. Uh, nope, you don't see anything, no. No, okay. Okay. Um, that was the end of that, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. We, we came down this passage. I drew a rough map. Uh, we veered right at first. It went down, went into a room. Uh, that was the guard room. Went back up, went left, uh, went into this room at the end of that passage that time. Um, does it look like there could be any obvious you know, are there wall hangings or any kind of masonry? No, no. This patches is, or anything like that? This is a lot of bare stonework and shitty soiled, hairy woven blankets and burned out old campfires. Outside of, of the frumpy finery that you saw in the bugbears captain's chambers, mm. that's it. And really, that went as far as a chest full of gold, uh, some some various silks hung up on the walls, and then a really nice axe that was hung up. But beyond that, it wasn't even like that. That room that was that nice. It was just that he had a handful of things, all sort of done up. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, what if we load up and go back to the keep? Yeah, let's go. At least make sure the horses are there. Ponies. Yoda. Sounds like a plan, Stan. All right. You make your way back towards the entrance. This is a super simple cave, so there's not any way you're going to get lost. Basically, you come around the curve. And in doing that, you get a feel that you've you've probably went as far under hill as you've been to this point. Like, if you recall, you did the Cobalt Cave that sort of went in under the ground 
and didn't necessarily go up or down in elevation, just sort of went laterally along the side of the slope. This cave itself went a little bit deeper into the heart of the hill and as well as like under the sinkhole. So you got kind of a little bit more feel for for how things are set up. So, so keep in mind, those are the two caves that you've checked out. The final natural cavern that you went into, of course, was the bugbear, or I'm sorry, the, the, the owlbear hangout. Owlbear, yeah. And that was like a drippy, dank uh, grotto almost set up. And that was there was no, uh, no stonework, no masonry, anything. That was just like... You know, uh, a shitty, damp, drippy cave. So that was maybe a deeper cave than this, and and sort of unconnected, like sort of pushed out to the to okay. the side. Yeah. So, are you guys heading back towards uh, the little old keep on the borderlands? I think so. I think that will let us, you know, uh, bank our loot and maybe ask around about the the dragon statue mm-hmm. and. Uh, maybe we can rest and I can get my spells back and that'll let us go yeah. on a, a, a bigger, better adventure. You can find the magic inside you. <laughs> you got the touch. <laughs> so you you head back to the entrance. Your ponies are there. That's cool. Uh, you're able- <laughs> <laughs> Score. You're able to get on your ponies. It's uh, midday. Might be time for some salami and cheese. Uh, but you can eat on the road. Whatever you, know, <laughs> you want to do. Uh, Steering with one hand. <laughs> Eat sandwich in one hand, reins in the other. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're heading back towards the keep. So, one second to roll. Yep. Okay, so you are moving right along, and you are following the the main road from the caves of chaos and so you head south you come to the the general clear area where the forest comes relatively close to the road that vicinity if you recall there's a hovel just on the north side of the road a burned out old cottage area and as you're getting relatively close to that vicinity you notice a slight puff or two of smoke that seems to be coming out of the vicinity of where the cottage is. Oh. Let's investigate. I think we should send our thief. I think we should hide uh, uh, at least 150 feet behind. Uh, <laughs> send you in. If there's danger, you'll make the a noise like a uh, dying owlbear. And you know what that's we, do? Like? we do, because we killed one. What does it sound like, Yotis? to wheat <laughs> sounds fine okay might as well put these thieving skills to the test that's right yolo and i've got and i've got a ranged weapon so if, if worse comes to worse i can always just shoot him with a bow and you can say help <laughs> that too we'll know yell. what you mean yeah no that sounds fine i can sneak up there and see what's what okay so we have just simply alois sneaking up to the vicinity of the hovel and what are you guys doing? Uh, we're going to hide, sneak up um, to the edge. So it's in a clearing, right? Like there's the road, there's a little bit of woods, and then there's kind of a clearing where the uh, the homestead is, as far as I can remember, right? Basically, it's like right in here. Oh, so it's on the edge of the woods. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. It's, it's like... Almost like in the movie The Witch, <laughs> where you get the cottage that's within sort of okay. eye shot of the of the forest. Hold slopes. the map up again. I had that spot in my head. Yeah, no, it's it okay. uh, right here. Okay. Gotcha. All right, so we will hang back a little bit mm-hmm. closer to the road and let Alois do his thieving stuff. Okay. And just keeping the ponies off to the side of the road, trying to keep quiet while Give, you're giving them some oats. Petting them, telling them, telling them they're nice ponies. Good ponies. They're good ponies. The best ponies. <laughs> All right, Alois. Uh, <laughs> so, what's your move silently? Tell me what your percentage is. Thirty-five. All right. Not too great. So you are slipping and moving, 
uh, how close do you want to get to this? Because it seems like you're doing pretty good. Uh, there's tall grasses, there's brambles, there's gorse all around you. There's not really many trees to get behind, but you can keep low and keep your cloak sort of up around your shoulders. So you feel like you're doing a pretty good job. Just tell me, like, how close are you wanting to get ear shot, eye shot, uh, direct view? Well, into- let's get ear shot for now and see. Like, let's just get prog- keep getting progressively closer and see what I can see. Okay. So what, what I can discern. It doesn't take you too long. Basically, you cover the span of about half of that open meadow area, and you should be within earshot if there were people talking or something like that, so long as the wind is right and it's it's relatively calm. And you, you sort of hang tight, hunker down, and you listen, and you don't hear anything. It seems quiet. That said, you still see the littlest uh, little chimney... Uh, meandering of smoke coming out of the hovel. Oh, let's keep going, sneaking up. Okay, so you sneak a little bit further. You still do not hear, nor do you see anything in the hovel. You're kind of positioned, if you recall, the opening, the entrance of the hovel is such that you're coming up towards the woods, you're coming up towards the entrance of the cabin, and there's an, a main central door that you can sort of peer into and none of the stonework is more than chest high but you do not see like any anybody moving around in there you sort of sit and watch and you can't see that anyone's there do i see where the smoke's coming from it is coming i mean you can your best sort of best guesstimate is that it's coming from the the traditional hearth that was once like a fireplace within it whoa okay I'm gonna I'm gonna hang tight for a few minutes because maybe they maybe they heard something and they scattered into the woods just to see if anybody like comes back. Okay. So you sit tight. Uh, give me an idea of how long you're waiting. Ah, uh, like five minutes. Okay. So you wait long enough, uh, and sure enough, after a couple minutes of you being quiet and the ponies and the rest of the party being quiet you see a large head sort of poke its way around the entrance of the door. So it's like somebody's not like outright standing up so that they're above the, the sort of mid-chest stonework, but they, come, they sort of peek around the side, and you clearly see that there was a humanoid that sort of looked out at you. Uh, can I tell what kind of humanoid? Uh, it was big. That's really all you can say. The, the speed at which it, it seemed to like poke its head out and look. Bigger than human big? Or... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was larger than you. Okay. I'm going to hang tight then and see if they like stand up. Okay. So... They must be laying down or something if they're that big. Be careful, Eloise. Uh, so within about a minute after that you see a couple hulking, orcus-shaped bodies stand up and start milling around, and they seem to be uh, collecting their things. Oh. So they're orcs, then? Uh, yeah, these, these look to be... They're at least... Yeah, yeah, they're orcs. They're not bugbears, uh, because you know what bugbears are. You just got through uh, getting into a big old hullabaloo with a bunch of bugbears. And these are not them. They're not quite so large, but these are straight up orcs along the lines of what you've seen previously, which is to say misshapen heads, kind of a gangly appearance, but more akin to a large humanoid as opposed to the smaller, say, kobolds and, and goblins okay. that you've seen otherwise. Um, is the assumption as my character that orcs every time we encounter them are going to be bad and like we have to fight them or like is there a chance that these guys could be like all right no uh, (laughs) every story you've been told from a wee little laddie up until your own encounters over the the northlands are that that orcs are monstrous cannibalistic cannibalistic uh 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 Fiends. Fiend, fiends that just want to like cut your legs off and throw them over their shoulder and take them back and put you on a spit. Um, deba- I, I'm, you, de- I'm debating whether I should just take a, a, a pot shot while they're they don't know that I'm here, or if I should try to like talk to them because I don't want to be a jerk and just like kill dudes that are that might be all right. Mm. I'm not there. I can't help. Nope. I know this is all Anna Lois. <sighs> 
Well, so a matter of not too long, like we're talking about 30, 30 seconds to, to a minute. It seems like these guys are suited up. They seem to be traveling pretty light. Uh, and, and with that, you see them slip out of a side entrance of the hovel. They're not coming through the main gate. There's a portion or two of this hovel where the stonework is even closer to the ground, and they're big enough they can just sort of step over like a low cinder block oh. sort of sort of steps. And they are uh, in a quick trot, making their way to the northern uh, uh, reaches. I'm sorry. They're they're basically heading to the northern portions of that 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 edge of the prairie that you're in, or this this meadow, and they're they're heading towards the woods. Oh, so there's no way that I could like get them caught between me and the in the party then. Uh, no. Like they're they're heading away. Nope. Uh, I'm gonna try a, a sneak attack then, pot shot on them. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and roll uh an attack. Nine plus. What is the plus? Three, twelve. All right, one moment. Yodas, ready your axe. The magic one. <laughs> the one that talks to you. Yodas, take off your pants. Yodas. Yodas, get ready to kill everyone. <laughs> That's super creepy. You're the chosen one, Yodas. You're the only one that matters. So you rolled a 12, and that misses, and you miss in a pretty wide margin. Uh, Your arrow is aimed towards the one that's towards the rear of the group, but they're in a pretty tight cluster, and so your arrow goes just slightly to the left and is uh, hidden into a patch of gorse, and so it is not seen by these humanoids that continue to head towards the northern edge of the meadow. I want to name my next character Gorse. Gorsey. Try that again. How how close are they to me and how close is the party to me and them? We are 150 feet away. Yeah, and at this point, you do not have a longbow. You have a shortbow, I recall. Uh, Yes. And they are... You'll still be able to take a shot, but you're at this point... Uh, you're going to be at a, a negative four to hit. Okay. I was just curious if like they if they if they find me and start running if they'll get to me before the party can get to me. Uh, that remains to be seen. But go ahead and roll your attack. All right. Four. Yeah. So you miss. Yep. And that one. You miss, but you actually overshoot. And so that one sort of sails over their shoulders. And so one of them takes a look behind him and utters sort of a guttural, rawr, rawr. And, and with that, the three of them stop and turn around. But they're, they sort of stop and spread out about five or ten feet apart from all one another. So they're clearly making a little bit of space so they're, they're not all subject to the same attack, right? And... Right. And they are studying the the sort of open meadow. So they're sort of at the northern reach of it. You're at the middle, and the other guys are at the southern reach of the meadow. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hunker down see if they don't see me. Okay, so you do that, and they seem to be studying pretty pretty uh, pretty carefully. You notice that while these are orcs, they are uh, one-eyed orcs. They seem to only have one relatively large eye in the center of their head. Oh. Which is slightly unsettling to see them, like, <laughs> squinting a singular eye. They're cyclorks. That's exactly what they are. Uh, they look, and you can tell there's a little bit of back and forth, uh, but you can't distinguish it and you don't necessarily speak orcish and it's a little bit far away from you to for you to hear it so with you can tell there's a little bit of back and forth back and forth and with that they they turn and they continue to head north and uh that's what they're doing and so in a short order they're able to disappear within the northern uh edges of the meadow yodas well if they're gone i'm gonna go try to sneak into the hovel and see what they were doing okay yodas 
Yoda's. Yes. It's me, the axe. <laughs> so, uh, so Alois, you go into the hovel. There's just a little bit of of uh, charred wood that's there. It's a little bit warm to the touch, uh, but you can tell that they splashed a little bit of water or blood out of their canteen onto the onto the little bit of the fire pit there, and uh, that's what you can see. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll go back to the group and, and tell them what I saw. Yeah. Poo to weed out of there. But I'm going to, like, try to sneak back. I'm not going to just stand up and walk like a. Okay. So you slip out of the hovel. You're able to, to sort of make your way from from hummock to hummock of grasses and you make your way to the road and you find your your bros and you're able to report back to them. What happened, bro? (laughs) You guys weren't able to see much of what went down, uh, if at all. Like, you might have seen a little bit of movement on the far edge of the the meadow, but you certainly weren't able to get a good vantage of, like, the cyclorks as they came out (laughs) of the hovel. (laughs) That is a wonderful name. Uh, there were these three, uh, three humanoids. They, they, they looked like orcs, but they only had one eye. I've never seen one. And, uh, they kind of snuck away. I tried to take some shots at them, but missed and they, they, but they didn't see me. So were they armed? Yes. I guess you never said that. I presume they were armed. They were, they were, they had, uh, large clubs and some nasty looking axes. That, uh, we could go after them if you want. I know which direction they went, but they're also heading away from us, so we could just continue on if you'd like. I I think we should leave them alone because they're probably pretty tough, and we are not in tip-top shape. Let's go find out about this Bruce Lee dragon statue. Sounds good to me. We'll let the cyclorks go. Okay, so you are you're about half of your journey to the keep. It is certainly midday at this point. Given all of this activity, you're you're munching on some lunch on your way back, and you are able to get to the keep by mid afternoon. Cool. So recall when you last when you last left the keep, you were charged with seeking out marauding monsters on the slopes and finding out what happened with the Kalish folk that were slain at the entrance to the keep. Right. We have as yet failed to do so. However, we've procured resources that will allow us to venture further out. So I think that's a win. Baby steps. Right? This day, this day, guys, is the most important day of our lives. It's relatively clean there at the entrance of of the keep. You come in across the, the main entrance and where there was bloody entrails spread about the vicinity of the couple Kalish folk that were that were slaughtered there. That's all cleaned up now. But clearly there's a lot of mushed and matted down grass within the area, and even if you hadn't have born witness to the to the, the the horrible stuff that happened here earlier in the day, you would still have an idea that, hey, there was a lot of people milling around. Right. Are, are there still people out there, like, cleaning things up? Uh, or is it no, largely kind of... It is. It is. There's not anybody out there cleaning anything up. There's more activity up on the wall and at out at the various uh, sort of citadels that are around the keep. Right. And you know your your buddies Tweedledee and Tweedledum, Franz and Johan are are still posted up at the gate. They're they're still pulling watch. You know it's their it's their gig, but there's more activity about the top the top portions of the keep. You can tell that there's a greater watch over the landscape surrounding the area. So we'll say hello to um, Franz and Johan. They, they seem more businesslike than usual. They give you a, a, a nod and, and say, you know, what, what news from, from the Eastern Hills? Uh, I'll show them the, uh, the, the rope on which we have put the pinned, the, uh, ears of the bugbears right on and i'll say uh, uh more monsters sacrificed for the glory of perun 
<laughs> they they give a, a good nod and they say anything to to add to the cause here. Uh, we have we have reports of of small roving bands of monsters to the south around Coldfield, but no one yet has returned from that village. Are they cyclops? <laughs> Johan and Franz look at you quizzically. Orcs, but with one eye he, here. <laughs> they they give a, uh, a no. head waggle side to side. Okay. They say no. Okay. Well, be on the lookout. They're out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first order of business here is probably to take our silver to the bank. Okay. Oh, and get this vase appraised. Yeah. I Well, Oscar is a jewel merchant. Would he also appraise other... Uh, valuable pottery and things like that makes sense. I mean, you've only interacted with him, interacted with him uh, the once, the once. But but it it would make sense. That's okay. kind of that's kind of his gig. Like certainly the urn, which is kind of like a fancy vase, would be something that he could look at. Okay. Well, let's split up. I think um, I will recombine the silver into okay. the chest, and Yodis and I will take take it to the bank. Okay. Leaving uh, f- uh, Furka to go with uh, Alois, and those guys are both silver-tongued and charming. Uh-huh. Well, at least Alois is. Furka doesn't say much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you, 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 and uh, Yodis are taking the gold, or I'm sorry, the silver. The, yeah, the silver, the silver, and the idol. Um, I don't know what to do with the idol yet. I can take the idol because I can touch it. Okay, that that makes sense. And then after we after we do these, we can go find the priest and see if he knows anything. That's a good idea. So you could also ask uh, Oscar, the jewel merchant, if if oh, maybe yeah. he knows anything about the material it's made of, or or you know the design or the dragon itself, that kind of thing. That's true too. Okay, cool. so you're you're pulling the idol out you're like sticking in a toe sack or just like walking with it yeah what? i think kind of like, oh, i was just gonna put it under my arm <laughs> okay that's fine okay walking so, through town with it i mean this thing is is relatively heavy think about like a, a bust of like the head of beethoven or something like that that's kind of what uh, we're dealing with who here. is beethoven was he a mighty warrior yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh that's that's kind of what you're dealing with here so i mean it is a sizable thing it's not gonna like fit in your pocket it would be right. like you carrying a bowling ball around but i mean you can do it so you've got that and you've got the urn under another hand is that what you're doing yes i okay. just like, well, I like and, the image and Furk is with him too right yeah, and so Alois is carrying the two the two goods, and Furka is getting the doors for him. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay, so that's what's happening with y'all. Uh, and then, as far as uh, Gustav and uh, Yodis, y'all are heading to the banker, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's reconcile that first. So you go to the banker, Mm -hmm. uh, Vladislav, is that his name? Vladislav, the bank clerk. So he's there. If you guys recall, before you headed out previously, he was the one that seemed uh, nonplussed by all of the activities uh, about and and was able to do banking before you all headed out to the Eastern Hills. Uh, That's not to say that he was uncaring. He just is... He's... He's a banker man, right? Like he was banker's got a bank. He was wanting to like <laughs> like <laughs> deal with deal with his stock and trade here. So uh, he seems to be a shrewd, miserly, ebenezerly, like a mid thirties banker. So he's Ebenezer in his early years, kind of thing. Uh, and he says, Oh, you're back so soon. Yodis, you talk to the man. I can't. Yep, we've got stuff to give you. <laughs> He says that that sounds great. We we love to do banking business because we are a bank. <laughs> You're at the bank. <laughs> let's uh, let's see what you have. Uh, there you go. I take the Box. chest and I we we plop it on the ground and oh. I open the lid and I take a handful of it and I I just drop it back into the the chest and I and I say we would like to pay three silver for someone to count this for us. He says please do not splash the pot. <laughs> His he's, best Mal- John Malkovich voice. He's a fancy lad. He's fancy. Uh, he he says that's quite a load of silver. Uh, I can't count this all by myself in such short notice. But if you leave it here, I'm sure 
that over the next uh, portion of the morning and into, into the afternoon hours, I can get an estimate of its of its value. Uh, Yodis and I are skilled with numbers and letters. Perhaps we could help you count it. Okay. So is that agreeable? That's, that's to what we'll you do for well, the next hour. Yodis. Yodis, do you <laughs> want to help us count coins? Let's learn to count. Okay. So. I'll, I'll show you. It's easy. You have ten fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what y'all are going to be doing. If you're gonna if you're gonna hang out with him and actually help count the coinage, yeah, it's going to take some amount of time. So so that's good. So give me just a second. So here it says one silver piece is the equivalent of like ten silver pieces is one gold, right? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna say that the chest itself holds. Uh, 200 pounds worth of coinage. And so a coin, we're going to say that there are 10 silver pieces per pound. So 200 times 10 would be 2,000, right? And then it's a it's a 10 to 1 yield, so that's 200 gold pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, so there we go. So basically, zero one way to the other, back and forth, and you have, uh, after about an hour-ish, 200 gold. Okay, so let's let's hold there, and now we'll jump over to uh, Furka and Alois. So Alois, you are going to see Oscar, correct? Yeah, yes. Okay, we're going to go see what this is worth. So Oscar Reichtum is a normal man uh and he is quite nice he's a little bit elderly uh and he is the the local jeweler he has uh a private apartment that is one of the many uh i guess areas that are both uh places to stay as well as places to keep shop in the southern portion of the keep. So he's been living here for some time, but clearly this is like a rented room, and it's something that would be available to you all if you were here for the long term too, like this type of room. Uh, and so you kind of get a gist that you walk into both his his house and his shop at the same time. This guy's relatively easy to talk to once you get past his thick uh, northern accent, which is a little bit hard to hard to, to distinguish uh, but through talking with him he says the urn seems to be worth uh, in the neighborhood of 150 gold pieces something like that it's very nice uh, so is it is it just silver or is it something else it is a, a pure silver item of art like it so it takes it takes quite a while for him to to clean this thing up and to get it like he's not burnishing the silver and like bringing out its true color but he's cleaning the cleaning the hell out of this thing uh to the point where he busts out some 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 fine brushes and and sort of like uh camoy cloths and whatnot he's sort of wiping it down bringing out the luster so you can see it's actual legit silver metal that he's working with here and that's the that's the estimate he gives you it's about it's about 150 gold pieces worth of that that material is, More, is this something you'd be interested in purchasing uh well he he says you know a lot of its value lies in the fact that it's more of an artistic piece and less in the fact that it's silver so it's it's fine metal but the fact that it's worth more gold than than perhaps the weight of of what the vase is is a reflection of the amount of time and effort that it that, that went into constructing this thing right he said clearly this has worth but it's uh it's something that i would pay you for uh but it would have to be you know uh What's the right word? Like where you, I would pay you, but there would have to be some delay in the amount of time. He's going to have to ship it south, like to one, uh, of the, one of the larger towns. But he says, I'm happy, I'm happy to do that, of course, for a fee, uh, but it's something that he can do. What's the fee, like 10% or? Yep, that's exactly what it is. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, that sounds <laughs> fine to me because it's either hang on to this thing that we have no use for or 
you know, get something out of it. Right. And he so. says, you know, uh, I, I don't necessarily, I can't see what the, the, the immediate next couple of days holds given all of the events that happened this morning, but I will, I do know that I could, I could deliver your payment here in the next two weeks because either one, we're all leaving here or two, you know, I'll, I'll have, uh, some, some movement trading of materials that'll head south between now and then. Cool. Can you uh, could you just put the payment in the bank for us? We've got an account. Uh, he says certainly. If, if we're still here, yeah. If we're not <laughs> right, uh, so he can do that. Yeah, easy. Cool. And uh, what about this alabaster dragony thing? Okay. Got any any ideas about what this is? So he plunks it down, or you plunk it down, like on the table in front of you, and he looks at it, uh, and he studies it, and. He reaches out and he touches it and he spins it around. So he's kind of looking at the, the ass end of this thing. Then he spins it around and he's looking at the front of it. And he says it's it's very finely made. Uh, Any idea of the material? He says, I, I can't discern the, the creation, like who exactly might have been the maker of this, nor can I tell what the material itself is. This is not... Uh, a stone that I recognize, but certainly it's stone. It's not uh, something that was. It was. It's not ceramic. It's not something that was sort of created in a in a furnace. This is this is an actual rock, and as best I can tell, while it's smooth, it seems to have been carved from a singular piece of of this rock. Any is this something that you could put a value on, just based on that, mm. or? He's looking at it. He's looking at it and he says, I I honestly cannot tell you where this came from uh, or what it's made from. I can say that it seems to be very finely constructed. I would note that there are some flaws in the actual or or the the rock that the the idol is made from. If you look here along the uh, the left sort of hand of the creature, it seems to be flawed and darkened. And if you look over here on the face, a portion of the skull and one of the eyes are are, are that similar darkened vein of the, the rocky material. But overall, it's very nice. It's just I can't necessarily put a, put a stamp on what this is. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll take it to the priest or the library and see if we can get a better idea what this is. He says, "I'm uh, that's that's fine with me. I'm certainly willing to to take it with me south with the urn uh, and try to sell it. But I can tell you, I, I have no idea what this is worth. I mean, certainly this is something that belongs in a in a church or a it museum. Museum. It belongs. It belongs in a museum." <laughs> I feel like we're on Dungeons and Dragons Pawn Stars right now. <laughs> we are. Antique Roadshow. Give you twenty dollars for it. That's the best thing. Pawn Stars. Oscar says that's the best I can do. Do you want me to take the urn right now? Uh, yeah, we'll give you the urn. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask around a bit more about this statue because honestly, I'm just kind of intrigued by it. It's okay. I, I want to know more before I go ahead and just so, sell it. So he says that's that's. That's fine. He says, please, if, if if nothing else, let's at least wrap it in in some cloth that I have here. This is far too precious for you to be just gallivanting around. Uh, and he he actually like goes over and takes like a like a canvas sack and takes like the one of the sort of camoy cloths that he was using to wipe down the urn and he flips it to the clean side and at least sort of like wraps it up as best he can to try to keep it from getting getting damaged he's like the last thing you want to be doing is dropping this and shattering it i don't think that maybe that's exactly what we need to do okay well i'm gonna go reconvene with with the other two and and see what's going on okay you're we got the full count here he sort of runs through his calculations of your stacks of 10 it all adds up he says you know 200 gp straight into your your credit account effective now and you get little bits of conscription. It's rolled up in a nice little scroll, mm-hmm. wrapped up with a bow tie. Not a bow tie, but like a little ribbon, you know? I like it uh, better with a bow tie. A bow tie. A little bow tie yeah. ribbon. Fancy. And then he hands it to you, and you're good for it. Nice. And we're sending the silver vase south. Right. 
with the next yeah, wagon, I guess. POD, two weeks. Right, two weeks. Yeah, he said it should be about 150 minus 10%, so we'll see what it comes back yeah. as. Might be, might be more, might be less. Yep, i.e. beyond the confines of this campaign. Mm-hmm. You'll figure out what you <laughs> yeah, but we didn't. We don't know that, so we're just playing it as we're playing. No, you don't. Play. Yeah, we wouldn't know that. You don't. So, uh, Alois has this idol wrapped up within a, a chamois cloth, wrapped in a burlap bag. You guys have an empty trunk that would be useful for putting all kinds of good shit into it. Uh, you have a room at the common area of the inn mm-hmm. and there was a horrible uh, slaughter out on the gates of the keep the night before. What do you do? Well, um, I still know what this idol is. I would like to also know what the idol is. Uh, there's, a, there's a priest or somebody with some, with some learning around in there. There is. Uh, We've never visited them. So there, no. there is the official priest of the keep, and then there's also a father Zlokovec, who is a visiting. I don't know if, uh, I don't know what the right term is. Iterant, uh, itinerant, itinerant, What's, itinerant priest. Like he's a, he's a guy that's traveling around writing some books over the natural history and the overall uh, uh, sort of history of the civilization of the area the northlands like he's just like a traveling priest that's collecting data on his books he's pliny the elder he's he's pliny the elder and then there is the proper priest of perun that is of the area and that is curate von wuttenberg and he is a legit dude on the north end of the keep so so he's a guy that you could see but the chapel proper is on the border between the north portion of the keep and the south portion of the keep. And so if you guys recall, you have one portion of the keep that's been relatively explored by you all, and then the north end wherein you have the overall uh, overseer of the grounds and the various people that are in charge. You know, they're, they're, you haven't been to the north the north half of the keep. Right. Right. Oh, and we need to we need to get paid for these ears too. Right. And so that would that would involve you seeing at least uh, at least your buddy Bosch. Corporal Bosch, if not Captain Yurko, one of the two. So you would need to see him to get paid. And presumably, again, your mission, should you choose to accept it, and you did, was to head out east on the hills and to see what was going on there. So you're back for the day. And remember, Bosch said, strict enforcements, day missions only, report every evening. Right, yeah. And if you're, the, there's no opening the gate no matter what. That was a rule even before. That's right. Yeah. Do we have how, how much time is left? Like, can we go on a short scouting mission just to burn the rest of the day up after we're done talking to people? You would be hard pressed. Okay. And and I I am tapped out. Like, if we get into some trouble, uh, done. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's... we could I guess ride back out to the uh, where the the ruins of that homestead were. You could get out there, yeah. But. You know, if yeah. we encounter any of those cyclorks, which I can't say without <laughs> giggling, uh, they might kick our asses. That's fine. I was just curious because they, if they're just trying to fulfill the mission of, you know, doing day trips. Um, yeah. Let's get paid for the years and see what this statue is. I agree. Okay. So in what order are you doing that? Paid for the ears or seeing what the statue is? Uh, let's do the ears first because I feel like that won't take long. Okay, so you're able to rustle up Corporal Bosch. He's along the southern periphery of where the the various citadel or parapets are of the of the keep, and you're able to find him. And he says, "Okay, uh, this is great. Do you have any news to report beyond these four orcs? Do you have any sightings?" Uh, I saw three. Three things that looked like orcs, but they only have one eye. So I, uh, they, they they were burning a little fire, and you know that that hovel up up in the woods. Uh, oh, 
just old, off the road a ways. Old Bill Farson's place. <laughs> he uh, he doesn't have any recognition on his face. He says, uh, "Can you give me a quick map of that?" Oh yeah, I'll draw it in the dirt. Okay, so so you're able to do that and at least give a rough accounting for where the hovel is. Uh, and he says, "Okay, well that's that's good information to have. Uh, you didn't pursue?" Question mark. Uh, no, we we were pretty pretty beat up after we killed these four. Uh, what are the things we killed? Bugbears. <laughs> Bugbears. And uh, I threw some arrows at them, but uh, they, they didn't connect. So we we they got out of distance, and we didn't pursue. They got into the woods, and I thought that may not be the best way running into the woods when they had cover. Okay. He uh, he sort of gives a quizzical look, and he says, "Okay, you get the sense that in his case, he would have gave pursuit of the cyclorps. Cyclorps. You weren't there. The you weren't there. Orcs. You weren't there. I mean, he is you like see what we saw. He is uh, he's a he's a military man, and he is regimented, and you can tell like he would have." felt like he should have gave chase but it made sense to y'all at the time so that that sounds good right we're not, we're not so invested in this camp we like our own skins so to live. i mean you are a thief and he is a soldier <laughs> we everything to live for <laughs> so uh he he says i'm certain that the information relating to the location of the cottage would be useful, but beyond that, you've got your four your four ears here. Given the current circumstances, you did have some aspirations of having extra men at your disposal for for doing battle with a cave troll or at least a troll. He says, "Not now." He's you know, from here on, day missions. You guys need to continue to investigate what's going on in the eastern hills, uh, while. The people from the keep here, the soldiers, continue to investigate what goes on in the southern hills, and we need to find out what's the situation at Coldfield. Has anybody come back from the south or Coldfield? Do we know anything else? He he says no, not not yet. We're expecting reports by by nightfall. But cool. but oh. all all uh, all accounts would suggest bad things because there's there's smoke on the horizon and we've not received any reports bad hombres there's there's bad likely hombres. some bad hombres some cyclorks as the case may be it's a new breed they're of, they're breeding orcs. they're breeding orcs they're breeding one-eyed orcs i can't you're you're drunk, I can't you're drunk dm <laughs> it's just gonna be riffing at this point okay uh well why don't we what do you guys think about riding back out and seeing if we can track those things down or uh, doing a quick rest? If nothing happens during the night, then we can set out at first light. 